1: Subscribe to AstroCast. Joined by Justin Verlander. Lance McCullough. Michael Brantley. Tons of interviews. Alex Bregman. Carlos Correa. Follow your favorite team.
2: We definitely love playing in front of our fans in MMA. For the H. Yeah! AstroCast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing.
1: Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Astros General Manager James Click before the Astros wrap up this three-game series with the Padres and obviously hasn't gone the way you wanted it to the first two games of this series. A couple of extra inning losses and, uh, using a lot of pitching in, in both Games uh, because of the the extra innings. And uh, I mean, obviously, when you're watching a game unfold like the last two have, it's frustrating, just like it is for the fans to, to see the Astros lose. But also, I'd imagine as a general manager, the wheels are turning in your head, thinking about, all right, got to fill innings somehow over the next few days and, and how we're going to do that. So I would think during those last two games you were thinking already thinking about all right what what can we do to fortify the pitching
3: yeah no question and and those are conversations that happen uh, upstairs during the game and then immediately after the game you go down you talk to strami josh murph and find out who's available and for what and try to make sure that you do have have coverage um and so unfortunately yeah the, the past couple of nights we've we've had to sit there and try to piece it together a little bit um but uh hopefully we can get a nice efficient quick victory today and get get right back on that Send down uh, Brandon Belak, and, you know, those are always tough, right?
1: Because he didn't do anything wrong. He had been pitching well in a long relief role, but just wasn't going to be able to help you for at least a couple of days.
3: Yeah, the priority right now is just innings and the ability to have guys out there that can take the ball because, you know, you can't say enough about what Presley uh, has done the past couple of nights, just, you know, uh, an inning plus yesterday, you know, coming off of back-to-back and just – uh, you know, we're just a little thin out there, and we got to make sure that we got enough guys to cover the game. Hopefully, our offense will show up again like it did yesterday and give us enough of a cushion that we can uh, we can bring this thing home pretty easily.
1: Nivaldo Rodriguez coming back. He had been up briefly earlier this year. What What are the reports you've gotten on Rodriguez? Obviously, saw a little bit of him last year.
3: Yeah, um, they've been positive, you know. And and I think um, Matt Hogan in our front office has, has been uh, a big champion of his for a while. Uh, we do think that there's still plenty of upside on a guy like Nivaldo. Uh, so, you know, we'll see if uh, if we got to use him in a leverage situation today, we'll we'll do it. Um, but um, for right now, we'll uh, we'll just get another look at him and see what we got.
1: And meanwhile, Anoli Pareda is coming back after going down yesterday. And uh, command clearly had been an issue for Anoli since uh, he came off the injured list, and even before that, uh, in the limited time he got before he went down. And uh, that's the other part of this whole situation, too, is, you you know, you had Anoli going down to kind of work on his command issues. AAA, less pressurized environment. But... You know, sometimes uh, the big league, the big league roster calls and the need calls, and you have to have them here.
3: Yeah, and this is the balance between development and and winning. Obviously, winning is always going to be the priority. Um, and I, I'll give our pitching coaches a lot of credit. They've been working with Anoli even while he's been up here to continue to develop that command. Uh, they changed a few things with him recently and felt like they had gotten him back on the the line that he needs to be on in order to get the ball over the plate we were looking forward to seeing him you know continue to work on that down in in sugarland but uh the need obviously is up here right now and hopefully those adjustments continue and he can uh get some big outs for us
1: and you get you got a couple of starters back this weekend uh valdez pitching on friday and pitch well gave up a run over four innings obviously not not fully stretched out yet. christian javier who moved out of the rotation he pitched four innings in relief of valdez uh is that something we could see maybe another turn or two for fromber since maybe not fully stretched out have uh, javier piggyback him
3: potentially although fromber should be fairly stretched out in his next start i mean he Mm -hmm. went he went 72 pitches the next one you know normally you can get another 15 to 20 pitches so he should be up there around 90 which for a guy like fromber might be six or seven innings so uh, the, the hope with Javier, uh, we're certainly not giving up on him as a starter in the long term by any means. He has the talent for that, and there's no question, but right now we need him in the bullpen, and we want to keep him in sort of a, a multi-inning leverage role of sorts, where he stays so, semi-stretched out so that we don't take starting off the table in the future, and we might be able to have him be uh, you know, you don't want to use the term piggyback, but one of these multi-inning uh, high leverage relievers it can be hugely valuable in a, in a bullpen, and I think as pitching usage continues to evolve this could be a role that we see not just with him but with other guys and jake Rizzi got
1: him back uh yesterday and, and pitched very well pitched into the sixth inning i know brent Strom before the game had said hope for five and I mean, definitely the best he's looked in his brief time in an Astros uniform.
3: No question. And this is the Jake that, that we that we hoped that we were getting. Uh, I think he was exceptionally effective mixing his pitches and his locations. You know, inside effect, uh, multiple pitches inside to get guys off the plate. This is something that, you know, during the game when we're watching, I was watching yesterday with uh, Bagwell, Biggio, Enos. We were all talking about that inside-outside effect and, and what it does to a hitter. And uh, I I think it's something that Jake did very, very well uh, with the command that he has. He can continue to do it. uh, And he looked great. And hopefully, uh, you know, this is the start of a good run for him.
1: And hopefully a a start of a good run for the rotation as you get another starter back tomorrow. Jose Arcady pitched in a rehab start for Corpus Christi on Wednesday. He's going to be inserted back into the Astros rotation and make the start tomorrow against Boston to start that four-game series uh, and conclude this this homestand. Uh, what, what did you hear about Arketi and that out in Corpus Christi? I know he pitched into the fourth inning. sounded like he got better as the game went on.
3: Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, and Pete Patillo was down there uh, to keep an eye on him, as well as obviously our AA staff, and, and everything came back looking great. The first thing you always want to hear after they come out of those games is, is he healthy? How does he feel? He's healthy. He feels great after that, the rest of it's gravy. Uh, we know what he can, can give us. We know how battle-tested he is in big situations, and we're looking forward to having him back.
1: Joined by Astros General Manager James Click before the Astros take on the Padres at Minute Maid Park, and uh, yeah, Lance McCullers Jr., I know he threw recently, uh, has been coming back from that shoulder injury. and Is the hope still that uh, it's the minimum amount of time that he misses right now? Is that still possible?
3: Well, we'll see. He threw this morning. Um, I have to get down there and talk to him and Jeremiah and find out how that went and how he feels. It's always a question of how many days are they down before they throw? That sort of requires a certain amount of buildup. So the longer you're down, the longer it takes to build up. He hasn't been down for very long so we'll have a conversation here probably before the game today to find out exactly what the timetable is based on how he felt throwing this morning. You put Three
1: guys on the injured list on Friday, which obviously no one ever wants to see, uh, want to ask you about Ken Emmanuel. I know elbow soreness was what put him on the injured list. Dusty Baker mentioned the other day that uh was getting a second opinion on that elbow. Of course, uh, Emanuel has had Tommy John once before, so if that potentially is on the table, obviously that would require a, a lot of thought and consideration on his part. But regardless of the situation, you know, to have Emanuel miss time when he finally gets to the big leagues, obviously pretty well documented uh, about how he felt he was wrong by the suspension that he got and and to get this opportunity and to go to go on the injury list that that's a real gut punch for him
3: yeah it, it, it is you never want to see it and especially a guy like that has battled so hard to get back um, and, and he is going to go get a second opinion and, and we'll circle up with him after that and put all the options on the table and see what the uh what the right path is going forward for him but we won't know until we have that conversation and
1: also uh, Michael Brantley, uh, right hamstring tightness, Jason Castro, left Achilles swordness. They both went on the injury list on Friday. Uh, any idea of timetable with, with those guys? Is the whole with them that maybe they could miss the minimum amount of time
3: hopefully yeah these these are minor things obviously with brantley we tried to give it time to uh come around on its own but the the more that we talked to him the more that we looked at uh at the timetable we just felt like it was prudent to to put him on retroactive so uh you know he's eligible in less than a week to come back off so we'll just keep an eye on him on that castro same thing um just he 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 said he could have gone, but then if he went, he didn't know how many days he would need off after that. Uh, he's a veteran; he knows his body. We're, we're going to trust him. Uh, so, same thing—just prudent to uh, to put him on. But look, if we couldn't have gotten Stubbs here from uh, from Sugarland in 22 minutes, or well, <laughs> it's 22 yeah. miles. If he got here in 22 minutes, he'd probably get a couple speeding tickets. But <laughs> uh, you know, he booked it over here, and uh, having him uh, available off the bench uh, on Friday made it uh, made it easier to make that move.
1: I know with Brantley, Dusty had talked about the turf in Arlington last weekend, and, you know, it looked like for a while the turf was going to be almost completely out of the game, you know, just uh, down at Tropicana Field and and up at the Rogers Center in Toronto, but, you know, turf field now in Arlington, that's in the division. Uh, I know Arizona's gone back to turf, and so now this is something that I think, you know, becomes more of a front-of-mind thing for a lot of Uh, general managers like yourself when you have these series with turf keeping an eye on on sort of nagging things like that
3: yeah very much so and and it's it's an interesting mental switch for me because i've spent my entire career with a team that played 81 games at home on turf plus we would always have nine in toronto minimum so that's 90 minimum on turf and you know, it does do a number on guys. Um, the the hard surface beneath it, it, it almost doesn't matter how good the turf is on top. You just, you don't get a lot of give when you're running on it because there's, there's a concrete slab underneath it. And so it is something that we have to be cognizant of. Um, but, you know, I, I think these are the kind of things that, can we blame them directly on the turf? It's hard to say. Uh,
1: Blake Taylor, back-to-back uh, rehab appearances Thursday and Friday. For Sugarland, uh, I know he's supposed to have a, a multi-inning outing here pretty soon. Uh, was that kind of the last checkpoint for him?
3: Yeah, it is. Uh, if he can get through that, we're hoping to have him here sometime during the Boston series. Well, that's certainly good news, and certainly could could
1: help uh, fortify the bullpen. You know, you mentioned earlier about. Uh, you know, watching the games, you watch it in the box, not far actually from where our broadcast booth is. Well, I hope
3: you can't hear what I say during the games if I'm so close.
1: Yeah, we'll try and turn on a mic during a game. But anyway, uh, you know, you mentioned having uh, you know Jeff Bagwell and Craig Biggio and Enos Cabell over there, and I mean, you know, have that that sort of wisdom and. Institutional knowledge as well of, of the Astros in the organization that has to be invaluable for you.
3: Yeah, it's no question. Uh, just trying to continue to get up to speed on on the players, the the institution. You know everything about this place. Uh, you know this is my first season watching with fans, uh, yeah. and you know talking to them about the the environment here. Uh, it's it's great. It's great to pick their brains. It's great to have them there. They are. Certainly not shy with their opinions, uh, but that's what we need. We need everybody to be uh, to be upfront and honest and, and bring everything on the table, and then we make the best decision we can.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people may not fully understand. You know, when you talk about putting together baseball operations, and you know, obviously analytics is a big part of it, scouting is a big part of it. But I also think to have guys like that who've who've played here and. And live in this town and, and really know this city and know this organization through a few different regimes has to be invaluable too.
3: Yeah. And the best thing about it also is that they, they are willing to um, you know explore new things and, and they don't think that they have everything figured out. There are a lot of things that they feel very strongly about, but they love having the conversation, love learning new things, love hearing the other side of it. And if we all can bring that attitude to the table, uh, then, then we're going to move this thing forward and, and be, uh, be pretty good for a pretty long time.
1: All right, James Click, Astros General Manager, thanks for joining us and uh, uh, hopefully a win today.
3: Hopefully, and then hopefully the next time we do one of these, it will not just be another litany of uh, injury <laughs> yes. updates. I think we discussed trying to move on from this, uh, yes. and, and that's my fault, but we will work on that.
1: Yes, yes, we will, and, and, it, and it will it
3: will get better. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this.
1: Summer is here, and the excitement
2: is heating up. Houston Astros' single game tickets are on sale now for the remainder of the season, from dollar dogs and Friday night fireworks to bobblehead giveaways and Crawford box home runs. That
0: ball's clobbered. Left field.
2: Make it a summer to remember. Get your tickets and join us at Minute Maid Park. This season is for the age, and we can't wait to spend it with you. Visit Astros.com slash tickets for more information and to get your tickets today.
0: And welcome back to Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with one of the Astros pitching coaches, Bill Murphy, today. On a Saturday, we talked to the coaches. And, and, Bill, three coaches now, three pitching coaches with the Astros, which is a little different from years past. This is your first year with the major league staff. How do you guys divide up your duties?
2: So I think it's more so just, you know, how can we help each other out? I try to help out you try to help out Josh with whatever they need. So every day throughout the course of a season is a little different and uh, you get some challenges along the way and whatever it may be, just trying to assist with, you know, the day-to-day, whether it's playing catch with players or – you know, helping out Strami or Josh.
0: And Murph, you, uh, the last five years in the minor league system were a huge part of this development. And the Astros' reputation for developing pitchers is sky high. Uh, I don't want to ask you, uh, like, some, some secrets, but uh, what, what's the main focus you guys do to, to get guys to the major league level?
2: So, I think the most important thing is just trying to help every player get better. You know, regardless of who it is, regardless of what level, our approach and our pitching coach's approach is, you know, every player that we have, every pitcher that we have can pitch in the big leagues for us and be successful. And by doing that, we give ourselves a chance and our pitchers a chance to succeed and and to move up and to get better Uh, because, you know, every pitcher is allowed to get better, every player is allowed to get better, and if we give them the opportunity to do that, then I feel like that is what really sets us apart is we work hard with the guys. I think we enjoy being with our pitchers a lot. I I definitely do. I know a bunch of our pitching coaches do, and we enjoy the day-to-day of developing. And over the course of multiple years, if that plays out, you know, you get a bunch of, you know, really good pitchers, you know, like we have currently on the major league team, but also in the minor leagues as well. We have a bunch of guys in the pipeline who are, who are going to be pitching here one day for us.
0: I'm interested to, to know, uh, going through the system, if you run into a player that is kind of pushing back a little bit, you know, and what do you do? How do you start that dialogue to, to get them to, uh, to earn your trust?
2: that's a great question and it happens very frequently yeah a lot of players have their own ideas and their own ways of going about it and that's totally fine i'm gonna say things differently than another pitching coach than another player than some pitching coach for another team and whatever kind of resonates with that individual pitcher and helps them is the most important thing because at the end of the day it doesn't matter who's right or wrong or who helped the individual it's more so about can they get to the big leagues? Can they be successful for their own career? So with that being said, that's the most important thing.
0: Talking with one of the Astros pitching coaches, it's Bill Murphy, who's had a big hand in the Astros development through the system for the last few years. And I would imagine there's a source of pride, Bill, a lot of times when you see some of these guys graduate to the major league level, especially last year, so many debuts. Uh, what was that like for you?
2: That was pretty surreal.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember –
2: sitting in my hotel room at the alternate site watching all the games watching the debuts we've been very fortunate to have a number of people debut for us in the last couple of years i remember you know, specifically where i was i remember watching corbin martin debut on mother's day yeah that was so fantastic i remember Luis pitching last year uh, against the angels i think i jumped out of my seat on the three two slider called strike in the first inning <laughs> um, but like that's why you coach. you know that for those moments to be able to watch that and that's the funnest part about it. it, it it's so cool
0: to, the feeling of that is indescribable. And you've gotten to see Framber Valdez, Kristen yep. Javier, both who pitched yesterday. Uh, what do you think about Framber's performance yesterday, his season debut?
2: Framber looked very solid. Framber looked like Framber. Uh, it's exciting that he's back and feeling good. And we're looking forward to, you know, having him in the rotation for you know, the rest of the year. He was fantastic during the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, just to backtrack to that last question, uh, watching Framber pitch and, and Javier and some of the younger guys, uh, t- Tyler Ivey last week, I kind of reminisced back to them pitching in the minor leagues when I watched them. I remember Tyler's first start um, in the minor leagues in Tri-City. I remember watching for Amber Pitch in Greenville. I remember watching Christian Javier in Greenville and Tri-City. So that was really cool um, to see for Amber Pitch yesterday.
0: So far, I remember having a a few of my teammates that really surprised me that got to the major leagues and even had really nice careers. Who surprised you the most that's come through the system?
2: So I wouldn't necessarily say it was a – that big of a surprise, but in terms of just how successful he's been, Christian Javier has just been so fantastic in mm-hmm. his young career. I mean, he's been one of the best pitchers in the big leagues, to finished third and in, in the rookie of the year last year. I always knew that Christian was going to be successful. He's going to pitch in the big leagues, but just to skyrocket to where he's gotten to to this point is something that um, I don't think you can really expect from somebody because everybody you know, comes at their own time. Strami says that all the time. And uh, it's just been so quick, which has been so fun to see.
0: I think that's the the most amazing thing. And you hit on it with what Strami has told you, that guys almost have to mature uh, mentally at the same time as they do physically. And if it happens at the same time, it's fantastic, like what we saw with Frambois Valdez last year. Yes. Sometimes you just have to wait. Sometimes they're 31, 32 years old before mentally they – they're able to relax enough to be able to let their their talent shine through. Is is that right?
2: I would one hundred percent agree with you. When you first pitch in the big leagues and you have some success, I would imagine mentally you're thinking to yourself, "Well, is this going to be sustained? You know, is this something I can keep doing and keep doing?" And I feel as if you believe that you belong, that you are just going to. Pitch extremely well, and if you do have a bad outing, it's it's totally fine because you know it was just a blip on the radar, and you're just gonna you're gonna keep going. Uh, but uh, that that sense of belonging and that trust that every time you take the ball, you're going to be successful
0: is very important, especially for a younger pitcher. I think uh, Murph, you guys were instrumental in, in uh, implementing a lot of the upper shelf, foreseen fastballs. And have had great success with it. Am I wrong? Am I starting to see some more pitchers utilize their two seam fastball a little bit more these days?
2: So, I don't think that you're wrong in in that regard. It would probably be pitcher dependent, but yeah. you know, as the game starts to swing in another direction, you know, hitters are trying to adjust. Sometimes a four seam fastball isn't necessarily the best pitch for that individual pitcher. So. I think that you'll probably start to see some more, some more sinkers, and you know try to swing that transition uh, because hitters are they're trying to adjust and they want to do well, and pitchers want to do well and try to
0: combat that. Just so the fans can understand, a sinker is a two seam fastball. Is it difficult, you believe, for a pitcher to throw a four seam fastball and a two seam fastball successfully?
2: I would say it's probably pitcher dependent and how much feel that individual has. Um, But you you would try to, you know, throw a four seam and then throw a sinker or a two seam and have them be two different pitches. Some people can do it while others struggle to do it, Uh, all dependent on the feel of the pitcher, Uh, probably arm slot, you know, dictates what's going to happen there as
0: well. I would imagine you've done a million clinics and you've gotten this question a million times, but I think it's important for parents to hear. When do you think it's appropriate for for a kid to start throwing a breaking pitch, a curveball, or a slider?
2: That's a great question. Um, I don't necessarily know that I have the answer for that. I would probably say in the range of 13 to 15, something like that. But I would say more so be aware of the volume in which you throw curveballs okay so if you were if you were throwing a curveball and you're trying to learn it as a a young child you know don't throw 20 of them in one day um you know throw maybe four or five of them take a couple days off throw four or five of them because I do feel that at a young age, your body is still trying to mature and still trying to learn. And that's probably where you get the skill acquisition and the, and the motor skills to be able to spin the ball. So I think you tiptoe around a fine line of, well, I don't want to hurt my arm, but I do want to have the ability to spin a good breaking ball down the road. So being aware of the volume in which you do it, don't throw you know, 30 in a day. Throw a couple, then don't throw them for um, a couple days. And my suggestion would be probably if you're going to go that route, throw some in practice. You don't need to throw them, you know, in a game. You should probably focus on throwing a 4 seed fastball and throwing a really good changeup. That would be kind of my approach with with younger players. And again, if people don't feel comfortable throwing curveballs and they don't want to stress their arm, then they should focus on throwing a really, really good changeup.
0: There you go. That's Bill Murphy, one of the Astros pitching coaches. Thanks a lot for the time. I know you're busy today, but it's always great catching up. Take care. Yes, sir. I hope you have a great day, and thank you very much for having me. There we go. Back with more Astro Launch right after this.
2: Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB and your
0: Astros
1: brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe
0: to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. All right.
4: Questions for Astros manager, Dusty Baker. Go ahead, Channel.
0: Dusty, do
4: you guys have a roster move today? Uh, we have two of them. Um. We uh you know Bray you had to go on the I L. Hold on a minute, let me turn the Beatles off. Sorry. Uh Bray went on the on the IL and then Paredes had a barely got his car started and he's back uh, to take his place. So I told him he'd be back. I just didn't know it'd be this soon. And then uh Nivaldo Rodriguez, uh, you know, we had to reluctantly send, you know, Belak out, not because he wasn't Doing the job of producing, but because he had pitched so much, he's a victim of pitching so much, he wouldn't be available probably for at least a couple of days. And we needed, uh, you know, we needed the arm um, because our bullpen, as you see, has been overworked. And he'll be back at some time in the future, too. So I just told him to go down and pitch and, and, and you know, keep improving. What is a Brayu's injury? It's to his calf. Okay. How about the uh, the day to day guys? Uh, uh, I guess uh, Alvarez and
2: Yuli. How are they doing? Are they, are they playing today?
4: Uh, no, they're not playing today. You know, um, Alvarez still getting treatment. is getting treatment. You know, we're waiting to see. You know how how Yuli's uh, finger is. Um, you know to see if he could possibly DH. You know so. Uh, you know, he jammed it the other day on on, on that stolen base. Um, what's his name? The second baseman with the uh, big boy. Muncie. Muncie. He put his knee down, you know, which is, that's why he was out. And he jammed his finger. And see, back in my day, you wouldn't have put no knee down. You'd have had some spike marks all on your legs. You know what I mean? Nowadays, these dudes putting the knee down, so... We gotta stop this knee down because they don't do nothing but hurt hurt our guys. Daniel,
2: I know you said Alvarez hit yesterday. Do you know if he's been doing anything today or how he's feeling?
4: Uh, I just uh, when, when I went to the training room, <clears throat> he was just getting uh, ultrasound and treatment on his on his uh, on his hand and wrist. So I don't know if he's hitting yet or not. Daniel, sorry. What is your rotation for the Red Sox series? Man, I'm trying to figure this series out. The rest of this series. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. You know, we'll have it later today. What about the
1: colors? Any any update on on him at this point? Or just how I mean, I guess we just don't know how serious this uh injury no, is. I mean, you know, he went out through
4: today. He, he he was just in my office. That's why I was late. He was just in my office telling me that he felt he felt, you know, really good. And uh, you know, he went out through and he didn't feel anything. So, you know, he might might wait a day or so and then maybe throw a pen or a flat ground and and to see how he progresses. Daniel? Uh,
2: Ralph Garza making his debut yesterday. Obviously, they got a couple runs off of him, but what did you think um, of his outing, and uh, is he available to possibly pitch again today?
4: Yeah, I mean, he's available today again. Uh, I'm sure the outing wasn't the outcome that he had, had wanted, and it wasn't the outcome. It's not a situation where you like to thrust a rookie in there in his first um, appearance, but, you know, it was something that we had to do. Um, and I've always liked Garza. He'd probably been up last year had he not had COVID, you know, because, uh, you know, how I tell you how I feel about you know Mexican pitchers. You know what I mean. He drops down. He has he, he throws sidearm, overhand, breaking balls, all kind of stuff. So, yesterday, you know, he wasn't getting his normal breaking ball over, which turned him into more of a fastball pitcher, which he's not. You know, he's he's a crafty um, pitcher. So, uh, you know, he'll get some more opportunities, and uh, we just gotta try to find
1: the right uh, opportunity. For, for him subscribe to astrocast I'm joined by justin verlander lance McCullers, michael brantley tons of interviews alex bregman carlos correa follow your favorite
2: team we definitely love playing in front of our fans of minimize for the h Woo-hoo-hoo! astrocast is poured for you by Carbach brewing